So this topic that we want to talk about now, this is one of my favorite topics. Like I, this is probably the number one topic for me when it comes to like talking about football in Europe is the import rules. What you find out when you come out here is that there's rules for players who aren't from the country that you're playing in, and they're technically called imports. Some leagues, there's A imports, different levels of imports. Some leagues say you can have two. Some say you can have three or four. Some say you can have this many on the field. Some say you can't, blase, blase. But it varies from country to country. Every federation is independent. So it varies. And when you play international competitions, it is guided by the IFAF rules. But IFAF rules for international competition don't necessarily have to be followed for in-country competition. So it's it's a weird thing if you're not from here. So my question to you, Caleb, really, I really like to get your input on this is what do you think would be a good system of import rules that could be applied to almost all countries? so that we can have this standard rule so that as a sport, we can actually develop instead of this, you know, in different countries. Yeah, no, I, I like how you you laid it out. The the, the, the rules vary country to country. Uh, when it comes to imports that are within the main continent. So if you're from Europe, I don't think there should be a restriction on the amount of players that come from a European country. I think the question is, what do you consider and import. Where did this yeah. guy first learn football? Where did he start developing the game? Uh, because if you and I are both from Texas and Jamal is from Switzerland, so we started learning the game in a more competitive environment than Jamal did and maybe went a little further. So we should be deemed imports. But if Jamal started playing the game in Switzerland, his level of football or knowledge of football should be similar or the exact same to that of someone in Sweden or Norway or Germany or the UK, because they're still learning a American football, the, the sport of American football secondhand to so a native place where the sport is developed, right? So I wish that that would be changed a little bit, that they weren't so strict on European import guys. Uh, but I do think there is a number of imports that should be allowed on the field from the What's US. the number, man? Don't you be too vague about it? What's okay. the number? What um, do you think? Like, let's just let's hash it out. Three, let's come up with a system. We'll write it down my, my as number, the, the scoop system. <laughs> my number would be three to four um, on a team total, uh, two on a field at one time. If you can afford four guys to come and play for your team, or you can help them find jobs and work in the area, then great. But you can only put two of them on the field at that one time. What would you what would you say about the dual import situation, you know, with the passports of, you know, being able to get it from another country, even though you're from the States? If that and stuff? gentleman is presenting that he's going to live in Europe full time for the next three to five years. He can be a dual passport on the field. If he's just doing it just to play ball, then he counts as an American import because he started so, yeah. football. Over there. Where, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That, yeah, that's my answer to it. So, two, so three to four total to it on the time shouldn't be a restriction on the guys who are from a European country. What do you think, Jamal? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the only way to kind of like create some type of balance because what's the rule in some of the bigger leagues? Like, like, like what is the GFL, like three on the field or something like that? Uh, Germany, it was two on the field at once. No, you can have three on the field at once. and No, two on the field at once, but you could have five to seven on a roster. Like, but it was still yeah, I, I think having a unified rule not only creates 
you know, clarity in terms of leagues and teams in terms of, you know, <laughs> who's good and who's not. But also, like, everyone is everyone is on the same playing field when it comes to that. So I think two is great. I think the gray area becomes with the with the duels because then you, you, you're flirting with, you know, keeping the keeping the home guys versus going out and, and getting other duels and stuff like that. So I think that's the that that's potentially the the gray area. But I think just in general, there should be one unified rule for all for all countries. I think what you said with, with two Americans is is great. But again, that I think the dual import becomes the, the gray area in that. For sure. You want to build your you want to build your program, at least from the from the experience I got, you want to be able to build your program from the ground up, from the youth and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where you're constantly bringing in guys from other countries, which you know, obviously you could do, you know, you're not really you don't really have a good foundation. I know I know Perry could, could think of some teams out there that are kind of in, in that in that situation. Boy, but I think I can tell y'all some stories. <laughs> now I I think that uh like the, the whole import rule situation. And you know what's really crazy? We use the term import here all the time and everybody knows what we're saying. But you, in the States, nobody knows what that is. Like, you, you know how hard it is to find information about imports by typing it into Google? Like, you don't get nothing. <laughs> like you, get, you get all this other stuff. But um, to get back into it, with the import rules, I think you got you got you have to know what everyone is doing to get them all on the same page. I've said different models of what I think would be great, but just to give more information, let's talk about some of these different leagues that are necessary are somewhat playing on the same level. And you know me, I'm in Finland, so that's what I'm gonna bring up. I'm bring up Finland where we have a situation where if you have a European passport, you do not count as an import. They don't care if you have an American and if you have a European passport, you do not count. We also have this crazy rule that a lot of people don't know. And I, I think I'm getting it out there. because We've been getting better players the last couple of years is that if you live here for a minimum of three years, you you count as a as a European. I'm so someone like me, I've lived here for five years now. I can go play on any team and I don't count against their import rules. So oh, yeah. this, this is a situation that um, we talked about before. Like there was a team two years ago that had eight Americans on the field at the same time. In Finland. Yeah, in Finland. Because they had five, I think they had five or six Americans who just happened to live in Finland and they lived in the capital city. So they got on the same team and they didn't count against the Americans. So they brought in some guys and there was a guy that lived here who hadn't lived here long enough. And those counted as Americans, you know, like they were able to figure that out because there's there's a lot of Americans that live here and they've lived here long enough to not count. Now, that's crazy, but it does increase the level of competition here at on the highest league. Now, for the lower level leagues, when teams start to do stuff like that for the lower level, it hurts development. But on the top, which doesn't really happen because you can't afford it. Because these guys are all getting paid something. But on top level, that's that's what makes the Maple League so interesting every year. Is because there's a lot of European imports, but there's also a lot of duels, but there's also a ton of Americans who are not counting against the import rules. So that American competition is making everybody play higher. 
because even if you get a European player, he's going to most likely be matched up against an American, which means yeah. you can't get no scrub. You Even if you get a, a European, he has to be most likely better, not just better than your domestic Finnish player. He has to be better than an American most likely because yeah. that American has lived here for three years and he's still going to give him that work. It don't matter. But then you you cross the, the water, you know, to our neighbors to the – what is it? To the west? I don't know. Uh, Sweden, which Sweden has the best import rules. I don't care what everybody says. Sweden has the best import rules, and it's very simple. You're allowed a total of four to five imports total, but they they have a numbering system for the imports. So Americans count as like two – and Europeans who aren't from Sweden count as like one. And like, if you are an, a European, if you have, let's say you have a dual passport, but you played college in the States, yeah, you count as an American. I'm with that. Like that's that's the perfect way I think to to really nix that whole dual import thing is if you play college football in the States, even if you're born, like you got guys who were born in Sweden, played Little League in Sweden, but then went to the States for four years and come back and uh-huh. they're European, which is, I mean, technically they're right, but in Sweden, those guys count as Americans because they've been they've been coached at the highest level you can without being professional, yep. which makes perfect sense. I think that's, that's one rule that all leagues should have is if you – if you played college football in the United States, you're you're an A-level import or top-level import. Like, that's just yeah. how it should be. The import you're getting from college football, if he's coming to Europe, this dude is not an NFL prospect right now. He's potentially not a Canadian Football League prospect. He's a guy who was overlooked or he's just not ready for that level. So the college football experience that that American or Canadian import got should be exactly the same as a European athlete going over to play in college football. Yep. So they've received that coaching at the highest level beyond uh, amateur or before becoming a professional. So I agree with you on that. And I think, I think everybody kind of has the same agreement that, you know, two Americans on the field at a time is the number. I don't That's think, enough. again, I'm dating myself. When I first started playing, when I played, when I played in Italy, they allowed three Americans on the field at the same time. I think in Switzerland, it's just one on the field. I think you have two on the roster, one on the field in Switzerland. I was going to say, these are rules that have changed, though. Like, this is a while oh, okay. back. This yeah. is why I'm, I'm saying, like, rules have changed, and they've gone towards, you know, not having a ton. Because in Switzerland, at the, I mean, in, in Italy at the time, you were allowed three Americans on the field at the same time. And what it actually led to was every team, there was three guys who were the team. First of all, like I was a defensive back, but I knew that I was always going to go against an American receiver. Yeah. I, like they all, every team was going to have a quarterback, a running back, and a receiver, all American, which those three positions are crippling the development of your team because you need those positions. But teams are like, oh, we're just going to get those from the States every year. So no one's developing Italian players. So they changed the rule. And now in Italy, I think you can have one like true American and you can have two duels. Like they have some very specific rules. They, they've constantly been switching it to develop their younger players and domestic players, which yeah, is was, in the right way. I was going to say with that, with the development, <clears throat> if there's one rule that I wish all countries would uh, take on is that they have to play one game 
or at least one play, all domestic players should be on the field for for one play or a, a, a domestic quarterback has to start the game. He doesn't have to play the full game, but he has to start the game. And you're kind of encouraging the development of their local guy because these guys love the game. They are paying to be a part of the club. And some of them are really, 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 really good football players. And they deserve that respect too. Not yeah, to just be second-handed. They deserve that opportunity and respect. So I wish more countries would take on that domestic challenge of we're going to play an all-domestic game or a we're going to start the game with our 11, whatever. I'd love what, to see it. What would be an interesting idea is also is take a page from the CFL. The CFL has a mandate of how many Canadian players are on exactly. the field at the same time. Now, people yeah. might think, oh, you can go play in Canada. I would say it's more difficult for an American to get into like Canada than – than the NFL even, in all honesty, because of the restrictions. Yeah. yeah, the restrictions of the amount of actual Americans that are allowed on the field. And now with the globalization, they've added an extra roster spot so Europeans can be on the field. But there's still a specific amount of Canadians that have to be on the field every play. Like, if you put that in place in these other countries, yeah, maybe the competition level might be down for a little bit. But I think what it would do is it would force teams to look at themselves as a developmental aspect. I think one thing that has changed and I think it's it's for the better, like even when I was in Switzerland, you were allowed to have two Americans on the field at the same time. I think they've switched that to one, right, Jamal? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, two on the roster, one on the field. Uh, Unless you're playing the national, that's different. Yeah, and this is, again, me dating myself. Years ago when I used to play in Switzerland, we were allowed three (laughs) Americans. And two could be on the field at the same time. And we had the team I played on, we had three, three pure Americans and two Americans who had dual passports. So they didn't really count. But yeah. only two of the other Americans would be on the field. So normally we had three Americans on the field at the same time, which I think most of the top level teams, they get three Americans on the field somehow with the dual passport situation. But if teams were to go, you know, like the Canadian route and say, hey, we have to have this many players on the field, they would have to, instead of getting four or five imports, they would, you know, pay for a coaching camp or pay for more coaches to come and coach their team, be able to give more resources, you know, get more equipment for your youth players, stuff like that, which would eventually make the level of competition rise over the year. There's a long-term play. But for the development, like in a country like Italy right now, they, their rules, they're, they're developing better players. In the next six or seven years, yeah, they're going to have one of the more competitive national teams compared to some of these other countries. Um, looking at a, a, another team that is very competitive with domestic players, I'm going to Sweden. I mean, obviously, Finland, you know, we got good players. But if you look at the Swedish youth system, a lot, a very large amount, and I don't have the statistics, but a very large amount of Swedish football players go to the States to play football. They go play college football or they go play high school football in the States. And their top league doesn't have nearly as many like top end players from Sweden because they're usually waiting for those players to come back. And like you have a year like this year where the Tiraso crowns, the Tiraso Royal crowns, yep. they signed all these players. And you're like, how did they get all these players? All those players played juniors for Terraso years ago. But then they all went and like played at the highest level in Europe or some of them went to the States and then came back. And that's what we're all trying to do eventually is have your homegrown players 
play on your team so that you're a top level team. But if we constantly are bringing in imports, how are you going to get those players to, you know, want to come back? It's like here in Finland, there's one Finnish quarterback, Miro Kadmeri. That's it. Everyone else in Finland knows that if I play quarterback, I can play in the first division, maybe, but I'll never play in the top league because there's going to be all these Americans that come in here and take the spot. And even last year, there was a team that instead of bringing in an American or moving up a, a Finnish kid or trying to find a Finnish kid, they had an English-born wide receiver play quarterback. Like that, That's how like against like using the domestic players that they were like, that's how afraid they were to have a domestic quarterback. And that's sad that that's where we are, but it's because of the competitiveness of the position and having so many imports at that position. And just being that that's the position that provides leadership and quarterback essentially is going to help develop everyone else around him, essentially like getting him on the same page, knowing like, you know, where he likes routes to be run or, stuff like that. So I think, you know, it's, it's hard to say, but that's probably, but that's, it's going to be hard for any, you know, domestic quarterback to be one of the top guys on a team when that's such a, when that's such a position of power and leadership and, and stuff like that, unless they're, unless again, they're developed correctly from the ground up. My question to you would be Jamal, like, how do you think you could do that? How can these domestic leagues develop quarterbacks without actually giving them an opportunity? I feel like that's where we're at. Like, like you said, it's one of the most yeah. important positions. Like, do you want to, as a team, just thinking from a team aspect, do we say, okay, we, we really think we got a good team, but we, we really want to get this quarterback in. So instead of an American, I guess, how do you, how can you justify that for a team? Like, it, this is just me asking an I mean, open, be, open question. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to be honest, it's really on the, the organization and, and the coaches. Because a lot of coaches are so quick to, you know, we're getting this amount of imports. All right, we already know one's a quarterback. They're not even giving some of these these guys an opportunity. And it has to start with training them, you know, obviously through the, through the U19 team and, 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 and developing them growing up and giving them that opportunity. At least give them an opportunity to see what they, what they had and then, you know, evaluate them from there. But it's at least just giving them a chance. And it's, it's, it's an easy answer, but that's really all it is because, you know, out of all these – Teams and, and countries in Europe, there's probably maybe one, one to two teams per country that's actually giving their domestic quarterback an opportunity. Everyone else is so quick to like, all right, you know, we got to get a quarterback. We got to get a quarterback. So it's 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 really just giving them an opportunity on top of developing them and make sure that you know they they know who they have first. What do you think, Caleb? About the quarterback. To, to be honest, I think that's where. I think that's where someone like Caleb and what he's doing with Europe's elite and stuff that that comes into play in terms of, you know, providing those camps and stuff like that to help with development and stuff like that. Not get, not saying like it's your responsibility, but I'm saying like giving the quarterbacks that don't have the opportunity with their own clubs an opportunity with the camps and stuff like that. I would love to see more domestic young QBs, specifically QBs, but all players get more opportunities. I know some young guys, uh, Nico Ruta over at the Vienna Vikings. He's a young dude. He's 19 soon. Kicking ball. He could start for a lot of programs and he could go to the States and do things. Uh, Dennis Eisenberg up in, in uh, Sweden, who's played for the national team at the youth and men's level as a baller. Uh, Victor, Carl Victor, another big Swedish guy. Big dude, like huge dude who played for the Arlanda, Arlen Jets, baller. 
Um, there's some dudes throughout Germany with the Dresden Monarchs and the the Berlin. Or no, he's not the Adler. There's another kid at That's the like all through all through Germany. There's there's a lot of guys at the QB position. There's even some dudes, uh, Alex Pachenko in, in Spain. There's some uh, David Rossi in Italy, uh, who was playing. I think he's at uh, he's at Parma. Is he at Parma oh, now? Yeah. Like there's a number. I think he's at Parma now. There's a number of young athletes playing quarterback who can flat out ball. And I think if they just got a little bit more development from a coach, you don't need to pay your import. So I would love to see more development from from the domestic guys, investments in coaching throughout Europe, change up some of the import rules to, to encourage competition, but also keep it domestically dominated. I think at, at one time, some one league, I'm, I really don't know which league, but someone was talking about the import rules, like they were – they were making it like mandatory or something to have like a domestic quarterback. It might've been Italy or something, or like only the quarterback position could be dual or something like that. They were trying to something get like more that. domestics into it. I think that's something that you have to look at. I get what you said, Caleb, that really resonated with me was that, you know, it, it's on the coaches. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but me personally, I always feel like if I, if I'm coaching a team, whoever the quarterback is, Okay, we're gonna run with him. I'm gonna mold him into what I need him to be. Like if he if he has certain limitations, we'll build an offense around those limitations and make sure that we can highlight what he's good at and hide what he's not good at. As coaches, they have to be able to like incorporate these players. And that's something that I guess the organizations have to be held responsible for as well. It's like, hey, you know, even though we wanna be competitive, we wanna, you know, make sure our young players are able to develop all the way through. Like is a lot of these leagues you got quarterbacks who they'll play quarterback for their club team their national team all through juniors and then when they get to the top level they start playing receiver (laughs) it's like why but that's just how it is i don't know how long it's been out here in europe but i know here feeling they've been playing american football for 40 years the nfl europe that was over in like early 2000s or something right 2006 something like that so since then you know Leagues have been, you know, on their own when it comes to, you know, finding, you know, top level players and trying to support the sport. And I think that one thing that we, we haven't done and we've kind of ignored is that quarterback position domestically and having imports is just like written that off. And that's that's the issue with the imports. There should be two on the field because you should be able to have, you know, two skilled players that can help your team. Somebody that maybe your quarterback can get the ball to instead of the quarterback having to be the guy to do it, you know, it's, it, but it's a lot easier to develop receivers and running backs than it is to develop a quarterback, obviously. So maybe that also plays into it, but internationally Europe won't ever really be able to, you know, match up or even be able to give that high product to the fans that we see in the NFL and in Canada, because the most specific and, important position in the game is held by a foreigner. It's going to take some patience too, but, you know, I think that's, I think, I think that's where it starts. I think that's all I got on it, guys. <laughs> Have you checked out Kano's ready to wear collection? It's Kano's top notch quality, but it's team wear made custom for you and your team. So you can rep your squad now. All right. That's it for us on the scoop. 
talking real locker room talk as always. I want to thank our guest, Caleb Leach, for coming on the show and kicking it with us today. As usual, it was great talking to you, man. I just want to let you know that we're here for you, man. We support you. Um, Obviously, don't have to worry too much about supporting you on the field as a player because, you know, you hung the cleats up. (laughs) You are coaching and doing things with Europe's Elite, obviously, and AFI. And we just want to let you know, like, we really wish you nothing but the best, man. I want you to be successful in your journey in Europe, you know, building your career that you are right now. And we're really glad to have you on the show here today. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you guys uh, reaching out. Uh, I've gotten to know you all for a little over a year, year and a half. I love the energy you guys consistently have and just keep doing great work. Keep hustling. Jamal, I know you, you flirted with the idea of moving back out. So if you do move back out to Europe, please let me know. Look forward to seeing you out here, man. Yeah, I got you. It's in it's in the works. We just gotta in the works. Work on work on a couple more things. <laughs> don't come out here. Don't come out up up north out here, brother. You don't want none of this. It's it's too cold. <laughs> it's too cold out here. Go somewhere nice so I can visit you. You know, I'm trying to move around, guys. Right. I, I got you. I'm trying to move around. <laughs> as soon as they start, you know, opening up some bands and stuff, I'm coming straight down to the south, trying to get some of that good weather y'all got down there. Caleb, I'm talking to you now. <laughs> Come on down, man. You got anything, Jamal? Before we get yeah, out, yeah, man. Just again, you know, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate uh, the time and you know, just the conversation. Welcome to the locker room type stuff. You know, tell us what you got going on. At least any projects coming up or any shout outs you want to give before we exit this thing. Not just you know what the the coaches that I, I've worked with over the the past few years definitely deserve some love. So. Uh, if you're a coach at the Swarco Raiders, if you're a coach anywhere in Austria, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, and you've just been enjoying helping develop some some young guys throughout Europe, uh, you're appreciated. You're doing a great job. Somebody probably doesn't tell you enough. Yeah. Uh, keep pushing, man. Keep climbing. Continue to climb. That's it. What's up, fella? All right, that's it. Thanks for watching the show on YouTube or listening to it on your podcast outlet. Be sure to subscribe to Athletes Forum on YouTube or American Football in Finland on any podcast outlet, over 25 outlets, to watch The Scoop or to listen to The Scoop every week. We're out here every Wednesday right now. Uh, You can get us in video or audio format. We're out here. Support us the best you can. You can follow us on Twitter at The Scoop AF, on Instagram at Athletes Forum, and on Facebook at Athletes Forum. And again, if you follow us on any of these channels, you'll have a chance to win some teamwear swag provided by our sponsors at K-Noah. And it's some nice stuff we got. I think we have a couple hats, some hoodies, you know, it's stitched to last. It's some good stuff. So y'all definitely go and follow us so you can have a chance to be in those contests and win this free stuff. I don't know about if you're listening and watching. I don't know about y'all, but I love me some free stuff. I don't think there's no better than free stuff. So we're trying to give you some free stuff here on Scoop. Uh, make sure you go and follow us. That's it for us, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.